This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All right, all right. So tell me you saw it coming. You, you knew that they were trading for Jalen Ramsey. Well, there had been rumblings that the Rams were were trading Jalen Ramsey. I, I I didn't expect them to be that desperate that they would basically give him away. I mean, Jesus, holy moly! No offense to Hunter Long, who's a nice kid, but dude, brother, you gotta give you gotta give a fifth or sixth rounder for somebody to freaking take Hunter Long off of your hands. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Seriously, no. no, I'm not joking. Seriously, at this point, it's a third round pick. You're paying him third round money. Somebody's going to say, no, you got to give me a pick for me to take that salary. Not only did he get Ramsey for a third round pick for a measly third round pick, he freaking got rid of Brian Flores' boy at the same time. That's, I well, mean, you turned, you turned Devontae Parker into Jalen Ramsey, bro. Is, and is you dumped thing. Hunter. Wow. Okay, but no, no, the money is, the base salary is low. I mean, where, where the rookies get their money is a signing bonus. So, but this tells you, this speaks to you just, again, just how badly the Rams wanted to get rid of Ramsey's salary because you saw the Dolphins turn around and guaranteed him $35.5 million over the next two years, which the Rams wanted no part of. And the fact that Ramsey could kind of make it difficult for them. Right, because um, right, he had a no-trade clause, right, I think. And he wanted to play, and he wanted to play here. Uh, right. So that, that helped. Uh, but, no, I mean, Jesus Christ, had you told me you, you could get him? I thought – I, I thought the Dolphins could get away without having to give up a number one, um, again because of the financial considerations. But right, a, a right. three, a three, and Hunter Long, Jesus. Oh yes, man! Yes, I please. Mean, yes, please. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy you're not, and and Hunter Long is a guy you're not even going to use. It's a wasted pick at this point because it doesn't fit what you're doing now. It, it was obviously more for flow and whatever idea he had in his offense. So to me, this was just absolutely. No, and, and again, I know you're you're very very quick to always pin bad picks on flow. Whoever whoever it was, and I don't know that it was more of a flow pick than a career than a Greer pick. I had no offense. I have seen no signs of anything that this guy that stands out about this guy, whether it be catching the ball or whether it be blocking. I mean, again, no offense. I have nothing against Hunter Long, but I saw nothing in the first two years that told me. Yeah, this guy's got something in the future. Like Tanner Connor, for example, might might never pan out in the NFL, but I saw a couple of things last last summer where like there's something there. Maybe it, and maybe it gets you know fully developed. Where Hunter Long never, never saw anything. So I'm, I hope so for him that he's able to do something with his career. Obviously, because yeah. you know that's, I'm sure that's his dream, and and I wouldn't want to stand in anybody in anybody's way. But obviously, there was no plans for him here. So you got rid of a of a key roster spot, um, and now I mean, my God, you have X, and I think X will be super motivated next year because he has to, since you know he could get released next year, mm-hmm. and, and so if he wants to stay here or be valuable to somebody else, uh, you're going to have a really motivated X. So and, and you know with Fangio's defense, it's a coverage defense. Correct. where it forces you to be perfect all the way down the field and you're going to have to dink and dunk them because they're not going to give you anything over the top. And to have those kind of corners and to have Javon Holland, 
holy shit, dude. I mean, that is that no, that's the, that's impressive. Yeah, the possibilities are, are very, very intriguing. I mean, there's there's no excuse. You know, I mean, let me rephrase that. The pieces are in place for this defense to take a really, really big leap. Uh, obviously, yes. we can't control injuries. And Hell, if guys man. start getting hurt, that's a problem. But with the guys you have in place, I mean, you have studs on the defensive line with Wilkins. Sealer, I don't know if I say stud, but he's a really good player. On he's the edge with Phillips and Bradley Chubb, you got three grade A DBs with Hollins, X, and Ramsey. Uh, give me, give me a stud off, off the ball linebacker and, and let's, let's roll. Yeah. And that, that's, we were talking about this earlier. The linebackers are going to be coverage guys too, because in, in his defense, he, you got to have that versatility. So you can't have the Ingrams and, and the, and the Landon Roberts running around in the open field. Although I give Roberts a slight hope at coming back because he's such a thumper. That if you need like a specialist, a two-down linebacker, like I wouldn't mind keeping him just for that. But he won't be playing outside of that because you just can't put him in base defenses because he just can't cover, unfortunately. But I give him a slight hope. But I think there's going to be some changes at linebacker with guys that are two-way players. You agree with that, right? Yeah, no, and and they have a lot of their backups are also are free agents again, like they were last year, and they brought everybody back, like Duke Riley, Sam Megwavan. They brought back Brendan, Brendan Scar last year, and there was a fourth one, Roberts, as the other one also they brought back. I, that's not happening this year. And I can't help but think but that Lennon Roberts winds up in Minnesota with, with reunited with Flores, who I'm going to probably is installing his defense, is going to tell the Vikings, you want that guy on your team. Uh, I actually thought Roberts played very well last year, but he is limited. He did. Yeah, no, he – Again, if I can put him in a two-down role, if I can keep him on short yardage and goal line and those kind of things, he'll be fantastic for you. But if you keep him on third and long, you know, that becomes a problem. Just like Ingram. I love him, you know, rushing the passer and those kind of things, but I don't want him out in the open field trying to cover somebody because it's just, unfortunately, it's not his strength. It's not his fault. No, my, my problem with Ingram my problem with Ingram is I didn't I – didn't, feel him at all like the last six weeks of the season. I know he had like maybe two sacks down the stretch, but to me he was very, very, right. very difficult to notice. Um the thing with him though last year he was I think it was three or four million. I mean that wasn't pricey for a guy who's been around for 12 years, but is it really that much of any personally I'd rather they re-sign Van Ginkle as an edge guy than bring back Ingram. Um but I think Van Ginkle might go out there and see is anybody gonna sign me when talk to me about maybe giving me a shot, a real shot to play some defense as opposed to being mainly a special teams guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm a I'm a Van Ginkle guy. I wish he would have get more more time. I don't know, maybe maybe Fangio sees something in him uh that he can use him differently and and cuz he is a I think he can actually be a, a multi-use player. Uh I think he can be in coverage. I think he can help you in the run. I think he he can he can rush the passer. I think he's pretty complete and and one of the things you can't teach that son of a bitch knows how to be around the ball, bro. Mm-hmm. He he has he has a knack for finding the ball, and that that's the kind of stuff that you know I don't think you you really can teach. Um, what's uh, what do you think is the next move? Because uh, this is going to be a, a a defensive oriented off season, don't you believe? I yeah, I would think so. But now now they put themselves in a position where a tight end. I mean, now the only guys on under contract for next year, Durham Smythe and Tanner Connor, 
So if nothing else, they I think they're five. going draft in that one. I, might, uh, unless you need more than three. Uh, unless you get unless you get Hunter Henry from Cincinnati. That I think Hayden Hurst, Hunter Henry. Hayden Hurst. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hayden Hurst. There aren't a lot in free agency that fit what what he likes to do, and so Hurst is one of the few guys. If you don't go Hurst, I think you're going in the draft for your tight end. Actually, I think that second or third round pick might be one of those tight ends. No, I, I definitely could see that. It could be the one of the topics being used on a tight end. But else, again, they, they have two under contract. You know they're not going to camp without at least four. Right. Sometimes it's five. So they're, they're going to have to sign a guy. It could be that it's not, like you mentioned, the tight end class is not exactly riveting, especially with Evan Ingram off the market. The other big name is Gesicki, who we know is not coming back here. Um, no. And after Aiden Hurst, and there's a lot of maybe second-tier guys, and it could be one of those guys who could get signed. Um, I mean, Dalton Schultz is a big name, but I don't know if the Dolphins want to spend that kind of money uh, on a tight end. So, um, yeah, no, I, I would expect them to sign one or two in free agency, tier two kind of guys, um, and very well could address the position for maybe a more of a frontline guy with one of their first picks in the draft. Practice is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Waddle, Waddle and Tyreek against, against Ramsey and X. I mean, you're always going to get a fun matchup with, with those guys going at each other. That's I, I, practice is going to be a madhouse. Okay, I mean the, the Dolphins and ego get if ego comes into play and they're like, no, you're not beating me, or yes, I'm beating you. Yeah, that could be that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Just practice alone. Forget the games. Obviously, the games are great, but for fans, you're going to want to just go to practice just to watch. Those two guys go against each other. And, by the way, this also helps Tua because he's got to beat two elite corners all the time, too. And that that that's going to make him – I mean, it just – everything's going to make everybody better. Waddle and, and Tyreek will make the corners better. The corners will make the receivers better. And then, obviously, Tua will be better because look at what he's throwing to and against. Holy shit. Yeah, that's the old – Really bland, boring cliche was that iron sharpens iron. Yeah, you practice against better players, you get you get better. And last year, I remember throughout training camp, is nobody could cover Hill, Hill and Waddle, and it was like, Jesus, is that how's that going to be? Is it because they're they're trying to help the offense create some chemistry and all that? And no, because then they practice against Tampa Bay, and still nobody could cover them in the regular season for the most part of the year. Still nobody could cover them. Um, now you got two guys. Obviously, you you have to you have to create a good balance between creating the competition, those good practices, and not overdoing it. You know, last thing you want is somebody getting hurt on the field. The last time we talked about this, you made a great case, and it made all the sense in the world on not picking up the fifth year option for Tua. I was obviously a fan of picking up the fifth year option because it's the cheaper option, and I, I personally, for me, I think he. He is focused on really taking care of himself this time around. And, and, uh, and, you know, I think he might actually be able to pull it off this year. And if he does, then you're going to have to pay him a boatload of money. So the fifth year option kind of works if that's how it turns out. But uh, that's another development that happened Friday in the afternoon. After we were done, we had to come back and do a special show for that. Mm-hmm. Um your thoughts on on the Dolphin decision of picking up the fifth year option? 
Yeah, well, let me preface it by saying that that because where everybody's allowed to change their mind, not that I not that I went full board all the way across to the yes, they should have picked it up, but let's say my stance early in in the offseason was like I don't see any reason to, and it moved closer to where you could see the argument both ways. I mean, it's cost control for the next couple of years. The flip side to that is again, I, I look at let's say. If you look at the there's two extremes, risk. there's risk the now. In yours, there was no risk, right? I get it. There was going to be but. a risk either way because if 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 you didn't apply the fifth year option and he balls out and he stays healthy, plays 17 games, would you not be at a point at then that that's our guy for the long term? Right, right, and then it's financial risk. But what Correct. I'm talking about is the other risk is the one that you're cleared of, which Correct. is injury risk by not picking it up. You're freed of that because if he does have an injury-riddled year, you are now free in fifth year to move on. So that's where the real risk was, the injury risk uh, overall. The other risk is financial. And in the end, you're talking about Steven Ross. I'm sorry, Steven, but, you know, $20 million to him ain't shit. <laughs> no, but if that's the argument, then, then you talk the difference between $23 million for the fifth-year option – or if he balls out, you put the franchise tag on him, which is like forty-two million. That's twenty million. Also, it's the same right, kind right. of risk. So it's it, there's one risk one way or the other. Um, this is why, in the end, to me, I wouldn't have done it if he balls out. You either then you revisit it next off season. If he balls out, plays seventeen games, you revisit it next off season. It's either franchise tag or long term deal, and then you have you buy yourself another year to make the long term decision, um, as opposed to exposing the twenty-three million. Off right. a year, off a year, where he had two concussions, and and some people were like, not valid or not that it was thrown out there that he's going to retire. So. I think they're two solid arguments. When you yeah. when you made it yeah. to me, you convinced me like, okay, I, I I can't argue with the you know I can't say oh it's a terrible decision you know that kind of shit. I can say that about other things, but that no, but but I. But I like locking up the fifth year because I, I think he's that kid that's going to figure this shit out and going to say, OK, I got to play this way in order for me to survive. And, well, I, and, hopefully, and, and hopefully he'll figure that out. Yeah. And I'm know? in the camp of like, no offense to all to all martial arts people out there, but it ain't the jujitsu that's going to help him. It's making better decisions and knowing when to give up on and play. That's no, no, but, but the jujitsu, the jujitsu will help you if you don't know how to fall. You don't know how to sl if you don't know how to slide. Well, you got to learn how to slide in baseball. So that's, you can, yeah, but you're not you getting know. swung around by a 320 pound guy when you're sliding into second base. That's a different story, and that's that's the thing with the jujitsu. You're you're right, but let me explain something to you. As a guy that took judo, okay, and as a guy, you know, I've fallen in my lifetime a couple of times. Mm -hmm. It's helped me break my fall because habitually i already have that in my mind the way i fall to roll and break the fall so it will help him will it help him in every scenario no it's not going to help you in every scenario because you don't have body control in every scenario but it will help you just like that's what i was ma making the example there are quarterbacks that just don't know how to slide. And hell, sometimes we're goofballs that they put themselves at risk that they're going to blow out their knees or ankles. That's how terrible they are. But you got to go learn. So that way you know how to learn how to slide and that'll help you. Same thing here. Not going to help you in every scenario, 
But I'm telling you, as a guy that took judo, it will help you at one point or another for falling purposes. It will. It does. And again, to me, I, I don't recall any of the instances where the three instances where he suffered head, where there was head contact with the turf, the Milano push, he just lost his balance and then, then went back. I, I don't know that. Actually, the Milano one where he went back, he learns how to roll. He might have broken. He might have broken that fall because he he got thrown with momentum and momentum. It, 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 in judo, it shows you to use the momentum to then roll. And that's the part that he didn't, that he, instead of falling back, he could have tried to roll over instead, and he did not. And so that's where he didn't break his fall. So it might have helped out a little bit in that one. The Green Bay one, it wasn't going to help him out. And, and the Cincinnati one either. He just got the – And the Cincinnati one wasn't going to help. The Cincinnati one where you got slammed, there's no help there. I'll, you're right. You're so right. I'll, I'll, give you that, I'll give you that point. To me, it still remains – way 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 more important that he learns the play is dead it's okay move on to the next play just chuck it i've been I've, that's i've been on that the entire time yes, about yes, that i've been on uh, the whole clock thing 3.81 to 5.1 seconds all his major injuries are yep. from holding it too long you know and the other thing he's working on i don't know if you saw our interview with nick he's working on on quick bursts also, to make him quicker in shorter in shorter areas where he has more burst and he can get separation. So that's another thing that he's working on with him. So it's not so much the jujitsu that he's working on on one end, but with Nick Hicks, he's also working on things to make him faster and quicker in short areas. So that's, you know, uh, something else in his repertoire that they're that they're working on, too to kind of help him in in that sense to keep the plays alive and keep him alive a little bit more too. So that's the other thing. All right. What do you got going on in uh sports illustrated? So folks can check you out, my friend. Well, we're literally, I'm looking at why we're literally like nine minutes away from the start of the legal tampering things. I'm going to have more stuff on the Jalen Ramsey trade. Uh, I did a couple of free agency preview type of things, including, um, Reupping names to watch that who have connections with Mike McDaniel and Dick Fangio, because if you remember last year, Dolphins signed an awful lot of players with, from San Francisco, um, and there are several Francisco players and Denver players. Uh, two of which are two most prominent is Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle from San Francisco, who may or may not be a great idea for the Dolphins as a guy to pursue. He made a great comment on his podcast last week or on a radio interview where he's saying he has a pretty good idea where he's signing. Um, and then Draymond Jones is a defensive lineman from Denver who Vic Fangio drafted likes a lot, uh, yeah. but he's a player and he's going to be pricey and he may be, maybe too expensive for the dolphins. Okay. There you go. So check it out. Uh, all dolphins.com. Make sure you bookmark that and follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. You got it, partner. I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss on uh, Thursday. Yes, we will. I'm sure we will. Thank you, my brother. There you go. EJD Construction. We love talking about Eric. And I know Eric is happy watching Bitcoin climb. He's a crypto guy, too. 305-433-4843. Dade and Broward counties only. All right. But they do exceptional work. Uh, custom home construction, major home remodeling. Maybe you want to uh, want to create a, a whole new 
a man cave with multiple TVs, some of them coming out of the roof, out of a wall, I don't know, custom home construction. They do it all. Maybe you want to build like an auditorium in your in your house, right? He he actually one of our listeners built one of those uh, home, movie home theater things where it has like different levels. It's pretty cool, by the way. I can't afford it, but he could. And Eric built it where it's like they've got captain's chairs all over, right? And and it's at different levels. So it's like, and then it's, and, and then a big giant screen. That thing's like, I don't know, 120, 150 inches, 200. Uh, it's a giant ass screen. It's a big movie home theater that they built. And he built that whole auditorium for them, man. And he got a room and completely converted into an auditorium. And that thing is badass. He custom home construction. I told you about the, about the observation deck. You know what I mean? He does all kinds of crafty things. So whatever your mind thinks of, EJD Construction can make it come to life. Go to their Instagram page at EJD Construction. You can see a lot of their work there. 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843.